Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. So we're having another car show. Roz is sitting in his car, not even a desk that he could find. I know he's sleeping on a couch out in L.A. So, Roz, how was your week? Did you, did you find a job? I know you play basketball with somebody pretty famous. So why don't you give us a little update on your life before we get into sports? <laughs> I'm glad we could do the weekly Roz date. Um, so, yeah, updates. It was, I turned 23 this week. So for you Chicago fans, that's the Jordan birthday. Um, it felt good. I didn't do a whole lot of my birthday. I did a lot of interviewing and phone calls. Still on the job grind and hunt, so hopefully that comes no, to fruition. No, the job but hunt. Was... Keyword, hunt. What? You got to have a job to be on the grind. I'm, I'm on a daily grind. Let me just put it as that. Uh, if I could videotape or do a Pinterest thing or whatever you're supposed to do with your day-to-day, I would show you I was on a grind. But anyways, I did have a nice little uh, run-in, my first celebrity run-in in L.A. I feel like you're supposed to have one at least once a week. But I was playing basketball on my birthday, because treat yourself day. And it just so happened that Wale, the famous rapper, he's done the song Lotus Flower Bomb, Clappers. He just had a new remix come out. Wale came into the gym, and we played basketball against one another. It was five on five, so I was going to be like, oh, probably not going to guard him very much. He's going to be on his manager or assistant. I mean, he brought an entire entourage. It's not like the entourage you saw on HBO. This entourage was like nine people deep. I got lucky to be on the court. It was a good time. Anyways, he spots up against me, starts guarding me. We got two games against one another. And you could take it or leave it. That's how I'm going to say it from here on out. But I outscored him in both games, and he did cross me up pretty good. But outside of that, I did hit a three in his face, as well as took him to the lane and scored a layup in the first game. It was a, it was a very exciting outing, that's for sure. All right. Yeah, I'll take that, a little cross-up from Wale. I mean, I don't. I don't even think I would have had the I mean, he knocked, step he, on the court. He got me but. to the ground. Wow, one of those. And I heard he was out of shape, was too. A, what does that say about you? I I will not deny or confirm he was out of shape. He was still quick and still had a nice jump shot, just like when he was on NBA 2K Black Court or Back Court. Um, that was one of the celebrity games. You could have played as Bow Wow, Mac Miller, Wale, and some other famous celebrities. But, uh... But yeah, he was. He still. He still had some moves. Let me tell you. Nice, nice. And what was this like? An LA Fitness or what was uh, what kind of gym you working out at out there? 
this this was this was at an LA fitness and uh, the heart of uh, Hollywood. So he really is putting himself out there to be noticed. A lot of people coming up and dapping him up for, uh, for dapping him reasons, up. You say, wow, big words. What dapping him up? Dapping him up. Yeah, man, I've heard that like three times from you. I don't even know if I understand. Yeah, it's uh, it's a nice little handshake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I get it. So I'm what glad. what else? Know. You know, you got the gym. What's what's the food like out there? Anything anything special to report? You got any uh, one bite everybody knows the rule stories or what? I uh, did go on a McDonald's binge, which I think you were hoping to prod out of me. I did the dollar meal a consecutive six days in a row. Wow, I'm Yo, not proud that, of it. Does that scale have an error meshes on it yet? Because I'm waiting no, for that scale's day. Still re- the scale still reads under 200, so we're in good. I'm in pretty good shape. I, like I said, I'm working out every day. I'm down in weight. I did have that McDonald's binge, which I'm not proud of, but it's not the end of the world. Let's, let's just put it at that. That's fair. Fair enough. And uh, living situation, what about that? Are we, are we living on a couch? Do we at least have a, a blanket or a pillow? I've, got, I've got, a, got a blanket. I've got a pillow. I've got a couch bed type thing and it's in Beverly Hills so I can say I'm technically living in Beverly Hills right now which many people cannot at this age <laughs> that's fair that's fair um and yeah you're, you're not paying any rent though pretty sweet deal I mean eat couch I mean that's that's about all you can ask for right it, it is what it is I get the sun I get the sun the no rain I get the sand I get the mountains it you is what it is sh- You can go shower so at LA the- Fitness whenever you want. Like, I mean, you're you're living the life. Oh, shower, shave, all of that done at LA Fitness. But I have to get all of that in within two and a half hours or else parking isn't free. <laughs> they make you pay for parking at LA Fitness? Jesus. No, there's no it's, there's no parking in LA, Xander. That's the thing that's the That's big, and uh, that is big one of the reasons I don't go out there. Too snobbish. Yeah. Bad traffic. Circus folk. It's it's uh it's a whole other animal, it's a whole other world, but uh, you live, you learn, and you uh, there's some great experiences to be had out here. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's got to be. I mean, it's the uh, Hollywood capital of the world. Things are happening, but you know, probably about time we get to sports. I think um, got a big week. This is a uh, kind of the wind down of you know one of the better parts of, of the sports season. We got the end of. The NFL season coming around the corner. We're kind of nose deep in the NBA right now. We got the All Star game coming up. Um, NHL is going on. I don't really know anything that's going on about it, but it is going on. Then we kind of get into that black hole of the no football, no baseball, um, just the NBA and, and college basketball is kind of like a supplement that I hate to take. Um, so there's there's some dark days coming up, but I think while we're at it. Got to enjoy the uh, the AFC and NFC Championship games coming up, and I know you wanted to touch a little bit on the the All Star game. Got that coming up. So, what are you what are you thinking about for the upcoming, a little bit past halfway point of the NBA season? So the NBA season has been exactly what we thought it would be. A lot of ups and Shitty. downs. <laughs> a lot of thinking. Oh, maybe this team does have the potential to beat Golden State, but we all know at the end of the day that's not really the case. So I am excited. The NBA All-Star game is going to be a little bit different, not in terms of competition-wise. It's still going to be horribly done competition-wise. But there is a draft this year, and Curry – or not Curry. Yes, Curry. Curry and LeBron James are the captains for the teams, and it's like schoolyard. They're going to be able to pick who they want on their teams, 
And it's interesting because I believe LeBron James does have the first pick, and I could see him taking Kevin Durant, which would make things interesting. And I, Xander, before the show, we talked about it. We were going to do a draft ourselves, our starting five. We're not going to get into the whole bench players because nobody really cares about a bench player in the All Star game. It's all about the starters. But me and Xander, we're gonna we're going to get into a nice little uh, nice little draft here. I, I am absolutely down. Let's do it. All righty. So I probably only get, get the, the first pick? pick in because we got about a minute coming up on the break. So I'll, I'll give you That's the first fine. pick. We're, and are, are you drafting as LeBron, or you just you just take no 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 everybody's we, on the we, table. We could still take we could still take LeBron and Steph Curry. We're drafting as we're we're the all we're the captains, the coaches. We don't get to play because we're not athletic. <laughs> well, speak for yourself so, over there, fat boy. <laughs> well, I'm going to assume we're going to get close to the break. I just wanted to put that out there that we will get to our picks and everything. The NBA has been skyrocketing in terms of views due to a lot of fighting and technical issues with the refs. The NBA is going to take over a lot once the NFL season ends, but hopefully we'll find some other sports. Xander, I'm sure you'll be able to close this segment out graciously. Yep, as, a, as I've been doing for the past couple of weeks, doing a pretty damn good job at it, uh, might I add, but... You know, one of the most surprising teams, I think, in the NBA right now, Minnesota Timberwolves, playing some fantastic basketball. Also want to give a shout-out to our hometown Chicago Bulls, who are, I think, playing a lot better than people expected um, at this point in the season. A lot of ups and downs, but they look like they could be a team on the rise with Zach Levine back on the court. But anyways, that's all the time we have here at Sporting Edge, everybody. We will catch you after the break with some all-star draft selections. What's going on, everybody? We are back at the Sporting Edge, and wow, feels good to say something besides what's up, what's up. I, I wanted a little switch up there, um, and we're switching it up right now. We're going to talk about the NBA All-Star Game, and, and Roz and I are going to have a little draft of our own here. Um, I said I'd give Roz the first pick, so we've got about, four, what is it, 20, 30 players to pick from? There's more. There's more, but There's we're only doing players. our starting lineup, so All it's right. really who we believe kind of fits into the top ten. That's fair so enough. So I believe that. What is half the me, league? It's like the playoffs. Like half the league makes the All Star game. Forty I, I, players. That is, that, that is the feeling of it. That half the league. It, it, the NBA is everybody gets a shot at it, everything. It's a participation so, league. It is, and so. By what we're doing here, it's similar to what we did with the MLB picks, although we, me and Xander will have completely different picks in this one. But I'm going to start us off, and I'm obviously taking the King because I think the King is still, to the to date, the best player in the world, in the game, and of all time. LeBron James, no better person to have. Distribute the ball, score the ball, rebound the ball. Anything you need, he will get done for you. LeBron James, easily my first pick and easily the number one player in the league right now. Easily? I mean, you're, you just couldn't be more wrong. And I don't, I don't even really have to argue with you because I told you who the best player in the league was last year. It's Kevin Durant. Clearly proved that during the NBA Finals. I know LeBron's probably the best player this generation by far, but Kevin Durant right now, I think hands down, best player in the league, is better than LeBron. So I'll, I'll easily take him with the number two pick, and I believe we're doing a snake draft. I got I got to think that, right? I mean, you're not we're not going back and forth, and letting you sneak away with all the goodies, are we? I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you snake this one if you want to. So you're going Kevin Durant. There's some goodies available for you. I'm kind of curious to see who you think's even qualifiable after LeBron and Kevin Durant. 
Yeah, I mean that that's that's tough. There's a guy that I, I love watching play. That's obviously Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, but I'm thinking if I'm if I'm making a starting five, I don't know if I want to draft the same, pretty much two guys at the same position. Um, you know, uh, I hate I hate to do it, but I think I would honestly go with with Steph Curry right now. I think combo of him and Durant. I mean, they won uh, won an NBA Finals together, and I I think they are, might be the best um, the best shooting guard, small forward, whatever position, point guard. Don't quote me on it. I think they might be the best combo. It in the sounds league. like you're. It sounds like you're just going to draft the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> well, they, they they are they are the best team in basketball, and they do have almost an All Star starting lineup. Um, yeah, I love I love Giannis, but you know, for this for the sake of drafting a, a team that I'm trying to make the best, I, you know, I don't want to draft two guys in the same position. So I'll, I'll go with Steph and Kevin Durant. All right, I'm excited because that opens the door for my next pick. And I don't care what anybody says about drafting the same position because LeBron acts as a point guard as is. I'm going absolutely the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, with my second pick. I don't think there's anybody more gifted at his age. I think he's going to be the next LeBron, Kevin Durant. I think in due time, he's going to be such a dominant force that finally we have some competition when it comes to the NBA Finals. But is he he going to win? That's the question. He will win. I think Giannis is a winner. I think he will figure it out. I'm taking Giannis. I mean, Giannis and LeBron, I might just have two on five. I might stop drafting at this point. <laughs> two two pretty but damn good players right there. It absolutely is. But it leads me because you gave me – the snake thing was a bad choice for you, I feel. But we'll see how it goes yeah, because I'm going to start adding, adding a guard to the resume, and that's going to be James Harden. Now, my team is going to score 200 points, it sounds I'm like. I'm saying you, you're going to need in. more than one basketball. <laughs> Absolutely you are. I, that's, what, that's, what you're, that's what you think, my friend. But I'm taking – I think I've got right now three of the top five players in the league, and I don't think you have two of the top five. I think you only have one of the top five. Okay. That's fair. Um, so my, that, team, my team's looking good. Okay. All right, next up for me, um, I'm going to draft Anthony Davis. I think this is a guy who's really having an unbelievable year. Um, you know what's funny, though? Him and DeMarcus Cousins, as good as they've been statistically, that Hornets seem, excuse me, not Hornets, Pelicans, have been hovering around 500, seems like since DeMarcus Cousins got there. And it, it just kind of makes you think, like, you know what what the hell is going on? Like, they, they, can't, they can't be a good basketball team with probably the two best big men in the league. I mean... But what what are your thoughts on the Pelicans right now? I mean, I know we're we're in the middle of a draft, but it's it's got to be kind of kind of disheartening for a franchise to land a guy like DeMarcus Cousins and then have just I don't want to say disaster, but being 500 in the NBA, it's it's not hard to do. I just think you can't have two big men be the focal point of your team. You need either of them with a John Wall type would have been a better solution than having just two guys in the post. I mean, I know Anthony Davis can stretch the the court and be, play on the outside, but it's not enough. It's not frequent enough. I know their rebound statistics and scoring statistics are beyond crazy, but there isn't a player there. I thought Buddy Heald, who they traded away in the DeMarcus Cousins deal, would have been a nice little piece for them going forward. Again, they would have also needed another superstar, but they're stuck with two big men, and that's just tough to deal with, and I think that's why they're a mediocre team. Very fair, very fair. All right, then I'll move on to my next pick. I'm going to take Russell Westbrook. Um, slide slide Steph over to the two um you know he's kind of flown a little bit under the radar this year I mean he was so 
so good last year. I know he's he's having another great year, but I think there's there's been some other guys in the league who I think are kind of kind of taking the limelight a little bit, and guys like Giannis, guys like Joel Embiid, Kristaps um, Porzingis. I mean, but Russell Westbrook, don't forget about him. He's still one of the best players in the NBA. So I guess my four right now, I got Westbrook at the one, Curry at the two, KD at the three, and Anthony Davis, depending on who I take next, is going to play the four or the five. We'll see where I go, though. Uh, you know what? I can't complain. I like your team. I, I appreciate where I'm at right now. I've got Harden. Harden's going to be my one. Let that be the sneaky surprise to people. I'm not going to shift that no matter what. LeBron at my three, Giannis at my four, and i got to go with my five, which has to be DeMarcus Cousins. We're going to mm. split up these Pelicans big men. The boogeyman. I think this will be the first. We're gonna, this is going to be the first showing of what it would look like with LeBron and DeMarcus Cousins on the same team. Because I'm not You're convinced boogeyman. we won't see a massive trade that could happen sending their lottery pick for DeMarcus Cousins. I'm feeling good at him at my five. And I'll wrap it up. I get to pick now my number two. And this sounds a little crazy due to statistically being a little more challenged, due to the fact that he hasn't been a name because he's playing with Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. I know that a lot of people want to pick DeMar Rosen here due to the season. He's having a spectacular season for Toronto. Let me just put that out there real quickly. But I love Paul George at my two. I'm going to skip over Kyrie because I don't ever want to see Kyrie and LeBron on the same court on the same team ever again. I want to see him face off in the Eastern Conference Finals. That That's my one wish for the NBA season, even more than a LeBron-KD rematch. That's fair, and I'll be happy to see that because they'll be in different uniforms. I'm going Paul George here. He is who he is. He is an all-star. He is a superstar. He can carry a team, and eventually he will be able to when he's not sharing the ball with Carmelo and Russell, who both need to score just as much as he does. He'll be a Laker. He'll make the Lakers what they are with Lonzo Ball being the lead on that team point guard-wise. I like Paul George there. My team, Harden, George, LeBron, Giannis Antetokounmpo, DeMarcus Cousins, I think that wins every single day of the week. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, not really much we can say. We can't really test it out, but close it out. I'm going to go with the five. I'm going to go Carl Anthony Towns. I I, I honestly do think he is the best big man in the league, taking everything into consideration. Um, Say what you want about Cousins, Davis, Draymond Green, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, Porzingis Embiid. I, I think Carl Anthony Towns is the best, the best big man in the NBA, and I think that's you know a lot of the reason why the Timberwolves are having so much success this year. I mean, they added Jimmy Butler, um, Jeff Teague, Andrew Wiggins. It is kind of he kind of grows up a little more every year, um, and I think this Timberwolves team, I think they're a team to watch out for. I mean, it's obviously going to be. You know, almost impossible to dethrone Golden State, but it'll be fun to see a team like the Timberwolves kind of, you know, get a little better each year. And maybe at that point when Golden State breaks up, they can kind of step into the role of maybe being the powerhouse in the Western Conference. What do you think? I, you know, how I feel about the Timberwolves. I love it. I first saw I love Jimmy Butler. There's not a lot of players in the league I put above Jimmy Butler in terms of loving. I just didn't think that either of those guys were capable of being put on my fantasy draft team that we're doing right now. Jimmy has taken the kind of a backseat to being the superstar with all the talent there is in Minnesota. But I think eventually it'll become his team again. I think the role players that if they can keep that team together will be beyond fantastic. I mean, and Andrew Wiggins, who I think is going to be one of the top players in the league at one point, would be fantastic. You have to remember how young he still is, along with Carl Anthony Towns. This team is built for the future, yep. which is good. And I want you, you to hold KD. that thought for the future, Rod. we got to come up to a break here. 
This is the Sporting Edge on LibertyTalk.fm. If you miss a show, you know where to find us. LibertyTalk.fm, AMF and What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, is seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. What's up, what's up, everybody? This is the Sporting Edge, and we are back to talk about the NFL playoffs because it's our favorite sport, favorite time of the year. We had the divisional round last week. We're coming up on the AFC and the NFC championship games. But before that, we got to break down the action last week because we had one of the best finishes, I think, in playoff history in that Saints-Vikings game. We had a great game between the Falcons and the Eagles at Philadelphia. Nick Foles actually came out on top. Jaguars-Steelers was a pretty damn good game, and Patriots-Titans was was good when it was 7 uh Tennessee, but ended up being a 21-point blowout. So, Roz, what a uh, biggest takeaway from the divisional round? What would you see? What would you like? What would you not like? Uh, what tickled your fancy a little bit? That the NFL is like the NBA scripted in favor of Tom Brady. It is all but set up for the Tom Brady Super Bowl again. And it's amazing to me because the NFL plays it off like they hate the Patriots. They try to find them. They try to catch them for the most illegitimate things possible. Tom Brady has nothing but a cakewalk in front of him to win this NFL Super Bowl championship. And it's all because the Steelers are lame. It's all because Drew Brees got screwed on his by his defense I can't even comprehend how Stephon Diggs made that play happen. I can't believe that he was, one, that open, two, the defense was that clumsy, and he scored a 61-yard touchdown to end the game. Atlanta, how do you not score more than 10 points against a backup quarterback in Philadelphia? It was an ugly, like it has been all year, an ugly, ugly round. Disappointed (laughs) is the word I'm using. That's fair. I mean, you look at the Atlanta game, very ugly game, especially when you had Atlanta against the spread. It, it was severely disappointing that they could only come up with 10 points. Didn't score a single damn point in the second half. Matt Ryan simply just came up short. And like you said, against against Nick Foles, out of all people, um, who has no business being on the football field. But you know what? 246 yards later. They get the win, and they're going to the NFC Championship game, which I think is a very winnable game against Minnesota. But, I mean, Atlanta, I don't know how much better this could have been set up for them. I mean, they they, they just beat down a, a very tough Saint, um, they beat down a very tough Los Angeles Rams team in the wild card round. You know, they got a gift by playing the number one seed um, without their starting quarterback, and 
they just absolutely threw up all over themselves, and I think it might have to be the end of Dan Quinn. I, I just don't I, know back-to-back. I mean, so disappointing. I mean, last year, the biggest disappointment of all time, I mean, blowing a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. And then this year, it was just like, you know what? This might have to be the end. Might have to break up with him. If you're making the breakup, you should call into Atlanta and get it done. I I think it's tough for them to fire a coach that brought their team to the Super Bowl and the divisional round. I I don't know. Their offense wasn't as strong, and they need to feed Julio Jones. The guy does get open. I think Matt Ryan was timid. He got sacked a bunch. It was tough to watch that offense because that's a very prolific offense, and there wasn't it wasn't being shown in this postseason, especially not against the Eagles. And really not all year long. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan cut his touchdown production in half this year. Just was not the same quarterback. And I know they made it to the divisional round, but they they just didn't look very good all year. I mean, you know, they went 10-6. and Disappointing was the great word for it. Yeah, disappointing. Um, Really, really disappointed in the Steelers' defense. I mean, giving up 45 points to Blake Bortles, it it was an atrocious game to watch if you were a Steelers fan because... They just could not stop the nosebleed the entire game. Um, and Blake Bortles only had 200 yards and a touchdown, but led the offense with Leonard Fournette, three touchdowns. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, you, you just got to be pissed that you that you could not beat the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars at home um, after getting embarrassed by them. I don't know, was it like week four or five when Big Ben thought that thought that um, you know that his career was over? I mean, how, how do you not beat the Jags at home? I don't know, and I don't know how you give up 40-plus points in two appearances against the same team in one season. How did, what didn't you learn the first time? And he still turned over the ball in this game. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't anywhere near it. And Le'Veon Bell wasn't as dynamic as we've well, seen. Well, Big Ben, he did throw for 470 down. yards, five touchdowns. I got to tell you, it was all coming back, so all he had to do was chuck up the ball. Antonio Brown looked fantastic, as always. I mean, he's speedy. He has remarkable hands. I would give him most of the credit. And that's Jacksonville not knowing what to do when they're up 28-7. to I mean, Jacksonville let them back in that game six or seven times until they finally held it off for a 45-42 win. But that was a, that was a desperate, desperate Steelers team trying to drive their way back into the game against somebody who's not experienced. And, like, even with the way the game went, their, their inexperience was showed. Like, Ben Roethlisberger having the ability to bring them back so many times against that Jags team, Blake Bortles will have no business against Tom Brady, and I think this is why it's so sad. I mean, the Titans had no business being in that game with Tom Brady either. It looked like a high school team going up against the NFL Patriots. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, 7 nothing after the first quarter, and then Patriots outscored them 21 nothing in the second quarter. When Delaney Walker caught that touchdown, it kind of reminded me of uh, our high school football team when we – Went up seven nothing against Maine South and proceeded to lose forty nine to seven. I had had a little bit of the same feeling. I was like, oh, maybe maybe the Titans can win this game. It might be possible. And then Tom Brady just said, nope, no, no. Three touchdowns. And I, he didn't yards even later. Take, he didn't even take the time to say no. He just shook his head in that motion. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say about that game. I mean, Titans are just clearly outmatched, and mo- most teams are by the Patriots. That's why they have made it to seven consecutive AFC championship games, which is, you know, just kind of a mind-boggling stat in itself that, you know, a team could reach their championship game in their conference seven years in a row. But, I mean, that's the Patriots, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. 
Robert Kraft. They they know what they're doing over there in New England. And kind of an intriguing matchup, I would say, against the Jaguars and their defense that has been unreal all year. I, again, I don't know how intri- – I was so – I guess my picks – take with a grain of salt i was so wrong i got every game wrong last week I right, wasn't even now close. are you officially out of mortgages or do you have any more in the monopoly bank that you want to pull well, out i there was no mortgage given last week oh, I, I said I, if i, I could have sure i remember a mortgage I, no it was everything i had left in my savings i offered oh, up okay so what are we now are we are taking out a loan it. getting the pulling out the I, credit card I, yeah i luckily have a good credit score so the so the bank is giving me a loan for this next this next claim I'm about to make Patriots easy peasy lemon squeezy. I mean, I don't even like the words I just used, but they're minus seven and a half against the Jaguars. They should be back to minus 13. Like they were against the Titans. This is the same situation. They're playing a team from the same God awful division. It's the AFC South doesn't even deserve teams. They don't deserve to make the playoffs for the next 10 years. They should have a ban. No Texans, no Colts, no Jaguars, no Titans. None of those teams should be allowed in. This game's going to be a 45-7 to blowout. They're going to give up a touchdown in pure pity to the Jaguars. Tom Brady, the new the new Kurt Schilling thing is Tom Brady's red glove he was wearing today because of his swollen thumb. I saw that. Oh, yeah. thumb, looked, thumb looked pretty fat in that glove. I don't know. It does not even matter. It is all publicity. Tom's hair hasn't been great this year, so he needs publicity somewhere else. I'm telling you, it's over. Patriots, your AFC champions. Patriots, your Super Bowl champions. Put the put the loan in sixty thousand dollar loan I just took out. Wow, You're, this is like turning into a Golden State debacle in the NFL. Um, I don't really see it that way. I think it's going to be a great game, and I think the Patriots are going to squeak it out. But I like the Jags plus seven and a half. I think this defense is for real. I mean, I, I kept trying to doubt them all year, and even against Pittsburgh last week, I you know I was really high on Pittsburgh. But I mean, Jalen Ramsey, you kind of saw it with. Um, you know, the interception that he made to win the game. He, he's he got a knack. He's a special player, and I think it'll be interesting to see if he matches up with the big bad Rob Gronkowski this week because, obviously, I think he's one of the more impossible guys to guard in the league, um, not only from a tight end spot, but from just any any receiver position. Gronk, I think, is one poses one of the biggest mismatches in the league. So I think that'll be a key factor in this game. But, you know, you, you look at the statistics. I'm a, I'm a big stats guy. You look at the the playoffs in general. This is the the first time since 1970 that all four teams in the conference championship games have a top five scoring defense. You get the Vikings at 15.8 points per game, Jaguars at 16.8, Eagles at 18.4, and Patriots at 18.5. That comes out fifth in the league. I mean, this this is this is really where it comes down to defense wins championships. It's like that dad commercial. They're always right. You always hear your dad saying it, and it's true. I mean, you look at the Patriots, you say whatever you want about Tom Brady. I mean, these four teams play some of the best defense in the NFL, and I think that's that's one of the major reasons why they're here. That's why the Eagles are here with a backup quarterback in Nick Foles and, you know, another Jeff Fisher prodigy in Case Keenum is also fighting for a spot in the Super Bowl. So we got we to gotta break down Vikings-Eagles when we get back, but we're coming up on a break here, everybody. Make sure you check out the games tomorrow. Um, huge games. Then we got a week off. Then we got the Super Bowl. But in the meantime, enjoy your time off before we get back. And we will catch you after the break, everybody. Welcome back. 
What's up? What's up, everybody? This is the Sporting Edge, and we are back for our last segment of the day. And we're talking about Vikings, Eagles, huge matchup, huge playoff win for Minnesota last week against the Saints, and an improbable Stefan Diggs 61 yard touchdown. Three point spread in this game, E. Who you got? It hurts. It, let me just explain my hurt for Drew Brees. The guy was on pace to win another Super Bowl, and I know I say, how can you say he's on pace when he just lost? But he was the only quarterback I would have measured up against Tom Brady here. I'm going to have to go to the Vikings here. And if I'm wrong again, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. They're on the road. I understand that. They're taking a week away from Minnesota, but then they get to host the Super Bowl as the home team. I mean, that's never happened before in NFL history. They're going up against Nick Foles. And if defense is an indication of anything, this Vikings defense will shut them out just as they shut out Brent Hundley earlier in the season. This game won't be a game either. I, I'm taking the Vikings. Whatever their spread is, it's totally it's going their way. Let me just tell you. I think it's another 30-point blowout, maybe 30-0 to zero at the end of the day. Wow. Vikings have a cake roll. They could start all three quarterbacks in this game. If they For a want. guy who makes a lot of wrong, a lot of wrong picks, you get a lot of big, uh, got a lot of big predictions behind your belt. Um, I feel the same way. I'm not going to call it a 30 point blowout, but I do think the Vikings win this game straight up. Um, you know, they they were literally a hair away from being sent home until that miraculous play happened. And for me, again, it's it's about defense. I, I've always I thought through this entire year that the Vikings. Uh, most experienced unit in the NFL, and I really think they're going to take advantage of Nick Foles. I think that's something that the Falcons, I mean, I know they only gave up 15 points, but they really didn't dominate that game the way that I thought they could have. And I think the Vikings are going to do just that um, against Nick Foles and the Eagles. You know, Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, I think pretty good running backs for the Eagles, but I just think this Minnesota defense all around, I think is going to kind of suffocate the Eagles and Case Keenum, if he puts up 20 points, I think they easily win this game, and I think that's definitely possible. Um, guys like Adam Adam Phelan, I mean, he made some unbelievable catches last week, and he's been he's been doing it all year. But him, Stephen Diggs, Latavius Murray, Jared McKinnon, starting off that game with a touchdown. I think we're going to see Minnesota playing at, on their home turf against Tom Brady for the Super Bowl. That's what I think is going to happen. And that just puts me. The saying goes, it puts you between a rock and a hard place. But for me, if it's Vikings Patriots, it's putting me between a hard place and a hard place. Because with the rock, I think you do have a little bit of wiggle room. But the hard place, hard place, I'm stuck. I have to watch my division rival Vikings in the Super Bowl. I have to watch Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again. It might set up for me not watching the Super Bowl. But that's a bold play. I've watched every Super Bowl that I can remember in my lifetime. This would be a tough one, Xander. I don't know how you can enjoy Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl. I mean, you've seen it so many times. Like, don't doesn't it just like bring back good memories now? I know we both bet on the Patriots last year in the Super Bowl, so that that was that was definitely something that we loved when they came back and covered. I it's just too much for me now. I mean, I picture Aaron Rodgers; he'll never catch the likes of Brady now. I picture my favorite quarterback of all time, Brett Favre, surpassed by the likes of Brady. It's just a Brady world. I mean, I'm going to have to tell my kids when they say who is the best player of all time. I mean, it's not even in question. I'm going to be like, hey, I was alive for the best player of all time. It was Tom Brady. And I'm going to be begrudgingly saying that because I just wish I could say, hey, kids, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, two best quarterbacks of all time. And it just won't happen. It just won't happen. It won't. And the crazy thing about it is Tom Brady, 
I think there's a possibility. I think that he could win two or three more Super Bowls. Like I don't, I don't think that's out of the question at all. When you look at the level of play that he's been at for, I don't know, the past 17 years. Like the guy hasn't really slowed down. I mean, he had that one freak year where he tore his ACL in like the the first quarter of the game, but the guy's in as good a shape I think as almost anybody, and he just consistently, year in and year out, is it's like MVP. It's like yeah, LeBron James, Tom Brady. Miguel Cabrera, but just like he isn't one. Of, he's one of those kind of guys. Just hasn't hasn't even slowed down a bit. I would have put Mike Trout be- uh, before Miguel Cabrera, but yeah, I, 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 see, little, I got the I got point. a little bias. You know? There you go. But yeah, no, I mean it'll be it will set up for an interesting matchup: the purple versus the Patriot colors. I mean, it is a home. I, I wonder what the discussion will be about it being a home game in the Super Bowl. First, like I said, first time ever. Dallas was hoping to do it. The last time around in Arlington, they had the best opportunity to do it. But what I'm going to say is I want a Super Bowl in Lambeau now. If the Vikings get theirs, the Packers deserve theirs, we should have a Super Bowl in Lambeau. I don't care that it snows. I don't care that there's ice. Bring it to the promised land. <laughs> Nobody wants a Super Bowl in Lambeau. I mean, come on. Nobody wants to go up to Green Bay to watch a football game unless you're a Packers fan. It's the greatest stadium in the world. It, it might be to you, but I don't think the NFL would uh, would be down for that. Um, but anyways, you know, any any other thoughts on uh, on Vikings Eagles? I mean, I, I think another good stat to throw out there, um, you know, in their in their four games without Carson Wentz, including the playoffs, Eagles have averaged 277 yards per game, which would have given them the NFL's worst total offense if applied over the entire season. I mean, uh, kind of another stat <clears throat> that kind of keeps me keeps me on the side of the Vikings because you know Nick Nick Foles I just it just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Nobody on that team does it for me. I don't even have a whole lot of faith in Jay Ajayi. I don't have a whole lot of faith I don't in have faith in any of them the but yet here they are, you know, being in the top four teams at the end of the year. So just some some it, it just something makes me think that I, I just can't count them out because I, I thought they were gonna get slaughtered by Atlanta last week and Look what I mean. They won fifteen to ten in a very ugly game, but you know what they won. That's all that matters. They moved on. Yeah, to me that was more just the script that I was talking about early on. There's the script. I think somebody wrote it for Tom Brady to win again on a year where they haven't really been talked about for any Spygate scandal or for that would be the interesting thing if they come up with a scandal right before the Super Bowl in those two weeks leading up to it. Because you know Roger Goodell is good at that kind of stuff. So I think that would be something to watch out for. Stay woke, I guess. <laughs> the Flategate Part 2. Brady uh, Brady gets suspended in 2021 for the first six games of that season. Oh my yeah. God. It's, it's, it's crazy just, to think how long ago that was. I but remember, it was carried out for so long. I think it wasn't it like two full years. I think I was like a sophomore in college was- and then my senior year – or like this past year, finally resolved. Crazy, um, but yeah, that that's just a, a dynasty that I think you know might go unrivaled. I mean, you look at some of the best dynasties ever. I, I think a Lakers, Celtics. Um, obviously, I think Packers kind of started in the NFL. I mean, you got the Steelers, Cowboys, um, Yankees. I mean. This is going to go down, I think, is probably one of the greatest runs in sports history. You look at these past, you know, 17, 18 years, and it's really not even over yet. I mean, there's no, there's really no sign that the Patriots couldn't be in contention as long as Tom Brady's under center there. 
I would say if you did a Mount Rushmore of greatest dynasties, this one already has to be in the top four. I mean, it leads the NFLs by, and I would assume you'd break it down by each sport, but there's no better dynasty than the Patriots in the NFL. I mean, I know the Steelers won four with Terry Bradshaw, but that doesn't come close. I don't think Dallas or Green Bay even comes close. Green Bay won five championships, but only two of them were Super Bowls. Right. I got to tell you, this Patriots one is definitely the top. It's hard to put them over a Yankees team who's won 27 World Series. I know that's not in one dynasty, but they've had multiple. So I think the Yankees are definitely up there. And like you said, Lakers Celtics with the number of championships they were able to win. I think right. both of them deserve a face on the on the Mount Rushmore of this. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We, we probably should do a Mount Rushmore of uh, sports dynasties. Steal a little bit from Pardon My Take. Great show. Listen to it every day at work when it's on. Um, but yeah, that's all the time we have here, everybody, at the Sporting Edge. Um, make sure you check us out uh, online, Facebook, Instagram, LibertyTalk.fm, AMFM247.com. We're going to try to come up with some new content for you guys. But in the meantime, we're here every week, same time, same station. Um, we got some big games coming up tomorrow, so please tune in and watch. Keep up on your college basketball, because that's going to be the only thing we're going to have to talk about pretty soon. So we'll get back into that, get into the NBA. We might even talk a little bit of hockey with everybody. But in the meantime, that's all the time we have this week for the Sporting Edge. Thanks for joining, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week talk about the Super Bowl. Peace. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.